Today's guest is Alexandria Leary. She's a cloud security consultant at ScaleSec. And Alexandria has been very, very busy. Uh, she's recently completed her professional cloud security engineering certification for Google Cloud, the Certified Information Systems Security Professional, better known as the CISSP, and her AWS Certified Solutions Architect. All of those are perfect for the role that she's in. And I'm looking forward to hearing about your journey. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So for those who haven't met you, uh, talk a bit about your background. Where are you from? Uh, who are you as a person? And and talk about what you do. Yeah, certainly. So I grew up in between Denver, Colorado and Northern California. Um, my parents made me move to California when I was like 10. I really, really hated it and decided that I was going to go as far away as possible for college when I turned 18. So I ended up going to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and yeah, right. About as far as you can get from Northern California to down there in the coast. Um, so went there. I had the intentions of starting as a nursing major and um, made it through my anatomy and physiology class and was like, you know what? I really don't care. <laughs> so I decided that I would move into um, finance. I really liked the finance class that I was taking and I'd always liked money. So I was like, oh, I'll be good at this. So I switched to a finance major and then ended up um, graduating and the Merrill Lynch campus is really big down there. So I started in finance, um, spent seven to eight years in finance and then switched to cloud security, which is what I do now. Um, and I love it. It's great. I get to work with different companies, help them assess their cloud posture and hopefully make it better, more secure. Yeah. So, I mean, what... I know you changed out of finance, um, but it took you a while. So what what about it, you know, kind of made you stick around for a little while? So I really, really liked it in the beginning. Um, and I started in back office doing kind of like quality assurance for um, calls and different transactions and things like that. And I loved it. I set a goal for myself. I was going to be a financial advisor. I thought that would take me a little bit of time. Um, and I had amazing managers that really worked with me to accomplish whatever goals I set out to do. So in a matter of a year and a half or so, I was on the phones as a, I think it was called a financial consultant or something of the sort, but it was basically, I was licensed to be a financial advisor. I was just on the phones. Um, I then ended up moving into branch offices a little bit after that. It took a little bit of time off. I think it was about six months and then moved into being in the branch offices as a financial advisor. Um, I struggled with it a little bit at the beginning. Sales is hard. <laughs> um, and then I eventually got the hang of it. It took me a little bit of time, but then I started doing really, really well. And I felt like I had gotten to a point where I was like, okay, I've obviously accomplished my goal to become a financial advisor, which is what I set out to do. I had set other goals for myself along the way as far as like how much money I wanted to be making and things like that, not all those. And I kind of took a step back and was like, all right, I accomplished this goal. Do I like what I'm doing? And I really was bored. Um, it was kind of like a choose your own ending book. If you've ever read those when you were young and having read all of the endings. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every conversation that I had, depending on who I was talking to, as far as like clients and everything went, I really felt like it was something that I had done over and over and over and over again. And while I was helping other people, which was nice and something I like to do, I was just so, everything was so monotonous. 
And so I kind of was like, all right, let's see what I can do differently. So I started talking to my manager at the time and moved into a compliance manager role, which was less salesy, which was nice, but it also was pretty monotonous too. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Compliance, not, not monotonous at all. Um, but it did give me kind of a really great intro for, I guess, not even really an intro because you kind of have to deal with that as a financial advisor too, but risk management was a big part of that, um, which really led into kind of where I was going as far as the information security realm went. Um, then decided that maybe that wasn't for me either. And I really contemplated what I could do that I would never run out of things to learn, which I think is what I was really looking for that whole time. And technology obviously is ever evolving. And so I, I decided that I needed to find my way into technology. I wasn't quite sure how to do that, but I figured just taking some step towards it would be helpful. So I signed up for a coding boot camp and started doing that. And at the same time, I ended up kind of, <laughs> um, I don't want to say complaining, but I was chatting with some of my uh, fellow folks at Bank of America. And it just timed out perfectly that the information security team was moving a branch to Denver, Colorado, which is where I was located at the time. So I ended up um, kind of having an accidental in with the folks that were there. I went to a volunteer event and met a lot of the advisors, managers, um, director level folks that were at the um, information security, the global information security team for Bank of America and kind of got to know them and what they were planning for Denver and offered my assistance because I had been working there for a while. And so at that point, I ended up kind of forming some bonds and was able to plan a transition into the information security world in a way that I never expected. Um, it was definitely like a slow roll. <laughs> mm -hmm. I still had some time as my risk manager role and I ended up moving over to the information security team as a business support lead, which was a lot of helping them kind of set up the office, get everything situated, and get to know a lot of the different teams and people and kind of the structure that was there for that information security team within Bank of America, which was really great. Um, and then was able to move fully into uh, an information security consultant role and then did that for about a year and a half. Well, that's interesting. You, you mentioned that you went to volunteer events. So were you purposeful there? I mean, that's very interesting. And Absolutely. Planned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, networking is by far one of the best ways you can accomplish whatever it is you've set out to do. Uh, I think people really like to help. And as long as you are, you know, always out there talking and are willing to help in return, you can, you can accomplish a lot just by saying, Hey, you know, this is what I was thinking about doing. And even though it's not somebody who is necessarily in that area, they might be like, Oh, my friend so-and-so can help you with that. Or I heard, so I was looking at this. Hmm. Um, I think that the volunteer portion was really fun because it kind of really helped to bridge the gap between finance and the information technology world for me, because I went from volunteering at like junior achievement events to volunteering at like girls who code events. <laughs> um, and it's fun 
you know, it's kind of back to that helping people is what I enjoy as well. Um, and it is something that you can do no matter what field you're in, which is cool. So what made you change away from Bank of America? Or well, no, how about this? Was it just another opportunity? Because I don't want to, I don't want to bag on no, no, no. Bank of America. No, I, um, so while I was at Bank of America, I was also getting my MBA and my master's in, um, my master of science in information systems. And I really liked the team that I was with there at Bank of America, but I wanted to do something a little bit more hands-on as I was graduating with my master's. So I wanted to move into a role where I was actually coding, um, where I could kind of put to use some of the other skills that I had learned while I was getting my degree. And another opportunity did come up that was great. They gave me a three-month, basically, lead up to being able to, you know, hands-on keyboard, like now you go build something, but they gave me that three months of essentially training, which was awesome. And that's like kind of what led me to where I am now. Um, and I like it a lot more than just having the theoretical side of information security. So very grateful to Bank of America and everything that they did for me, but also very happy to have, I guess, a little bit of an expanded role. Is um, is ScaleSec smaller or for clients? I mean, that gives you that hands-on, right? That constant change and constant difference. Yeah, that was the other thing is that um, as all of this was happening, it wasn't that long ago. So it was during the middle of the pandemic and everything was remote at the time. But then they started talking about going back to being in the office. And um, I like to travel, so I did not want to go back to the office. And so I was trying to find a job that would allow me to still do what I really enjoyed, but to do it remotely since that is an easy thing to do for the industry that we're in. Um, so ScaleSec is significantly smaller than Bank of America. Right. There are, I don't want to, there's less than 50 people in the entire company oh, fantastic. Um, so yeah a little, little bit of a difference between that and Bank of America but I uh I'm really really glad that I'm in a smaller company I felt like I needed that change in culture as well um I had really only ever been at Bank of America so big company to something different I was like I might as go well go all the way and do something totally different <laughs> mm -hmm. um but it fits my personality a little bit better. There's a lot less bureaucracy and uh, kind of the ability to make, and I'm not saying that you couldn't do this at Bank of America, but it's a lot easier to take on different responsibilities and um, kind of make your career what you want it to when you have that small of a company. Yeah, that's always the benefit of small companies. I've worked for companies with a little as 20 people. You get to get involved in everything. Who do they yeah. have to ask for help when they have a challenge come up? The rest of the office, right? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I get your point completely. And based on what you've you've talked about in terms of your your wanting to to not be monotonous, right, and also strive to learn, what better place than when you're all helping each other out? Yeah, same thing with um, kind of adding the consultancy portion too, right? So it changes based on the project that you're on, and it's not. Um, you know, you're going to be at this role doing this job forever until you decide to leave. It's you're going to be at this role doing this job, but in different ways for different companies in different situations, which I like as well. So I'm assuming the certifications are a natural outgrowth of your desire for education. 
very much so. Um, I always have enjoyed taking exams, which I know is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know not everyone feels that way, but I think that it's a really good way to kind of strengthen your resume. And not that I plan on going anywhere anytime soon, but I really like staying, you know, cutting edge. Like I like knowing what I need to know to be able to do my job well. And so as I'm learning things, it never hurts to take those certifications and prove that I know it. Yeah. So as you've gone through this journey uh, from, from uh, college to, to large company to small company, um, what's something you've seen that's done that you wish we did a little differently? You know, I don't know if it's the way, you know, you've had you've not had a lot of hiring experience, but uh, I'm very curious to, to hear your perspective as somebody, especially new in tech. Yeah, so I, and there was actually one company in between Bank of America and ScaleSec where I am now called Vertical Relevance. Um, and while I was with that company, I helped do a lot of the interviewing process and was kind of helping them build out a little bit more of the associate program that I went through. I was like the first person to go through that. So um, they were really just building that out. And I really like, again, helping others. So I was trying to find a way to kind of put that together and make it something that they would do more frequently. Um, one of the things that I saw, I was working on it with a partner is just kind of the difference in how females look at job postings as opposed to males. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are studies on this and I don't want to throw out the wrong numbers, so I won't, but there's a very strict difference in females wanting to match, you know, as many things on the list as possible um, and males wanting to, you know, put their ring and put their hat in the ring. <laughs> right. Um, and when we were writing the description for the associate role, there was the, the partner that I was working with was male and we were talking about like what to put on there. And he had, you know, this long list of things. And he's like, well, they need to be able to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. I'm like, honestly, if I had seen this when I was applying for this job, I probably wouldn't have applied because I didn't know how to do this, this, and this when I got here. I do now, but I didn't when I was looking at it. And so I think that we should be very cautious about what we put and what we're looking for um, to make sure that we get applicants that are totally capable, but from a wide pool. And keep in mind that a lot of our job is learning on the job. <laughs> right. So even if, you know, you don't know everything, um, it's, it's okay. You, as long as you're willing to learn and willing to figure it out, that's what you should go for. Um, but as the folks that are actually writing the requests for that, let's be conscientious of what it is that we actually need and what is, you know, something that we can pick up while we're there. Yeah, I've done a lot of hiring in my career, and that is a very smart way to look at it, right? Figure out a better way to say, here's the really core things that we, for the best of our ability, need you to do day one, because yeah. because the job, you're replacing somebody who did some of this stuff, and we need somebody to do it. But then there might be another pool of things that maybe you're interested in, maybe you have a, you've dabbled in, or maybe, you know, you're not an expert in and find a better way to articulate those other things that might come up. I, I, I'm the kind of person who will hire somebody just because they say, well, in the interview, I, um, well, I've never did that before, but I figured it out. 
I want to hire that person immediately. Absolutely. I think it's a, a mindset, right? Because with technology changing as much as it does, you can never know everything. And say you know it today, there might be a release, you know, tomorrow that completely changes everything that you just did. So it's not it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be something that's concrete. As long as it's somebody who is willing to figure it out or somebody that knows I can do this, then that's that's who should get the job. <laughs> but you highlight a great point in terms of the psychology that uh, people, t- you know, look when they look at the announcement itself, you could immediately rule, they self-rule themselves out. And we really don't want yeah. that. Um, yeah, I have a daughter who's going into tech and we've had a lot of conversations Yay. around that and tried to get her to do the put your hat in the ring thing. And it's 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 really not her natural inclination and she doesn't want to do it. She gets a lot of anxiety, uh, but she did it and she got a role. So you, you just never know, right? But if we could write them better to begin with, I love your suggestion. Yes, and also just from our side, like uh, just as a female, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. It's right. the worst I can tell you is no, and then you just try again. <laughs> sure, but at the same time, I don't want to induce anxiety. I want somebody coming right give it a good shot and not thinking that they are uh already out of the running inadequate yeah so that's a very good suggestion so what's what's next for you i mean you've got three certifications just this year um (laughs) what's what's the future look like for you um well i actually i just passed one other exam um the gcp devops pro so i did that earlier this week. Um, But I also, in addition to other certifications I'm sure are coming up, um, I love to travel. So in January, uh, my boyfriend and I are going to go to Norway and we're going to do some dog sledding up above the Arctic Circle. And then um, spend some time in Finland to spend, I think it's three or four days in the glass igloos to see the Northern Lights. So that's what's next for me. Wow. And that's amazing. And we all wish we could be there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alexandria, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your journey and uh, your experience coming into tech. And I look forward to seeing uh, what, what you do next. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.